I want to welcome those of you who are here um, today's presentation with uh, Dave Bogan from the MLC. My name is Randall Foster. I'm Vice President of Business Development and GM of Nashville for Symphonic Distribution. Uh, for those who don't know us, we're a music distribution company that also works heavily in rights management. And uh, we do our best to provide tools for the uh, independent artists to succeed. So we're glad you're here because this is one of those tools, I believe, we believe. Joining us today um, for this discussion is Day Bogan. Day was a 2019 Digital Power Players honoree and is currently head of third party partnerships at the MLC or Mechanical Licensing Collective. You'll be hearing the words or the acronym MLC a lot today. And so we will just start calling it the MLC now. Um, there he leads the MLC's strategy of engaging third party entities that provide support to creators and publishers in the areas of rights administration, data management, operations, and education. In addition to that, he is also a adjunct lecturer at the UCLA Herb Alpert School of Music, where he teaches a, uh, a music industry entrepreneurship course. So, Day, thank you for joining us today. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me. So to kick this thing off, I think um, Dave's got a presentation where uh, he's going to go over the MLC and, and what their function is and what they're doing. And uh, then we'll have a nice lively discussion afterwards. If you have questions, feel free to uh, submit them and we will get to those in due time. But uh, I will hand the mic off here today and let him take it away. All right, thank you, appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Randall. Um, so I'm going to give a quick uh, background of music business, um, as well as the MLC. Um, for some of you, you may already be uh, well versed in uh, music business, music copyright, but um, just sort of a laying the playing field uh, for everyone who's watching. Uh, so let me just tee this up here. Okay, the MLC, the Mechanical Licensing Collective. Uh, so the MLC's origin and our mission, the MLC was created pursuant to the Music Modernization Act of 2018, uh, which was signed into law in October of 2018. Uh, the MLC offers a new blanket license for digital music providers or DSPs, uh, kind of moving forward, not me, <laughs> to cover mechanical licensing of United States-based interactive streaming and downloads. Um, so what you'll see in this little diagram on the right here is um, Digital services such as Spotify, Apple, Pandora, Tidal, SoundCloud, um, all the major uh, services uh, will submit usage data and royalty payments to the MLC. Uh, we then match that information to uh, musical work information in our data. And then we uh, allocate and pay out royalties to self-administered songwriters, um, CMOs outside the United States, um, and music publishers. So that's pretty much our primary function. So the US Digital Audio Services pay the MLC and then we pay you. Uh, the MLC is the exclusive administrator of the new blanket license that was created by the MMA. Uh, the MLC is the only organization that can collect and distribute the royalties paid pursuant to this new blanket license to rights holders. And that's important to know because a lot of times um, you, you have choices in regards to um, a, a society, specifically, for example, public performance royalties. You have different PROs in the United States you can choose from about uh, regards to joining. Uh, well, the MLC, we're the only organization um, that can license the blanket license. So it's not much of a, of a choice of uh, should you join or not. It's really more of a decision. Uh, do you want to collect your royalties um, or not? Because the royalties are going to flow through the MLC uh, for this particular license regardless. So here's a quick refresher of the basics of copyright. Um, so there's two types of copyright. There's a musical work and there's a sound recording. For musical works, which are also called songs or compositions, um, the copyright law calls these musical works. Uh, these are created by songwriters or composers and lyricists and often administered by music publishers, unless you're a self-administered songwriter, which means you do not have a publishing deal. A musical work includes the music, so a melody, rhythm, harmonies expressed in a system of musical notation, and the words, the lyrics. Um, the example of the song yesterday was co-written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And then sound recordings um, are created by recording artists and producers, often distributed by record companies. 
unless you're an independent artist distributing uh, on your own through a distrib distributor like Symphonic Distribution. Um, a, so a sound recording is not the same as an audiovisual work, such as a video that you'd post on YouTube. An example of the song yesterday was performed and recorded by the Beatles, but numerous other artists subsequently performed and recorded a cover of the song, including Elvis Presley, Aretha Franklin, and Frank Sinatra. The MLC deals with um, uh, musical works, uh, and we specifically deal with songwriters, composers, and lyricists. This includes songwriters who are also performers and producers, so singer-songwriters, rappers who write their own lyrics, and so forth. Okay, so the owner of uh, musical rights have the right to authorize others to reproduce the musical work in phono records, to distribute the musical work in phono records, and to publicly perform the work. Those are the primary rights uh, for a rights holder of musical works or songs. Um, these two rights to reproduce and distribute is embodied in the mechanical license. So when you're securing a mechanical license, it's to grant an, another party the right to redistribute, um, to right to reproduce and distribute um, the musical work. Uh, we're not dealing with public performance, so this is grayed out here. So public performance would be, you know, your ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC uh, organizations. Uh, we're dealing with re reproduction and distribution rights, not public performance rights. The new blanket license only covers digital audio mechanical rights for uses of musical works in the United States. So the key thing, key terms here is that we're focusing just on digital audio, so not physical. Um, and we're also focusing specific of the United States. So we're not um, collecting royalties outside the United States. Uh, so this includes interactive streams such as Spotify, Apple Music, um, Pandora, uh, where you can choose uh, your, um, your, your tracks versus Pandora Radio, where you don't choose the tracks. Um, so interactive streams mean you can actually choose what you listen to. Um, limited or tethered downloads, and then permanent downloads. Uh, this does not include physical products such as CDs or vinyl, video streams or downloads um, such as you know, YouTube or um, um, any other video platforms or non-interactive streams such as satellite radio, internet radio. So let's talk about the revenue streams that um, is earned for musical works. So first you have musical works, which is this side and they have sound recordings, which is the other side. For musical works, there's audio only musical works, such as again, like Spotify, and then there's audio visual musical works like YouTube. Um, this is outside of our uh, jurisdiction. So it's uh, this red shaped box. Uh, so we deal with audio only. Within audio only, there are mechanical rights and then there's public right, uh, performance rights. And we're only dealing with mechanical rights, not public performance rights. And then within mechanical rights, there are digital mechanical rights and there are physical mechanical rights. And we're dealing specifically with digital, not physical. And this ends up with the MLC, which represents interactive streams and downloads, not non-interactive streams. Okay, so this is the limited focus of the Mechanical License Collective, interactive streams and downloads. So think Apple Music, and iTunes, right, downloads, or Spotify, and um, any other download store. So all of these other types of revenue streams fall outside of the scope of the MLC. And you still, as a rights holder, uh, should have a strategy for collecting these uh, royalties. So here's a quick diagram that gives you a, a breakdown of the revenue streams um, in the United States for uh, musical works and sound recordings um, under each type of right. So on the musical work side, again, you have your public performance rights and you have reproduction and distribution rights also called mechanical royalties. So under public performance rights generates performance royalties and those flow through ASCAP, BMI, CSEC, GMR, and those paid out to um, via public share, I'm sorry, publisher share for music publishers and self-administered songwriters, and then the writer share for songwriters. So you get paid out from these PROs uh, in a form of a publisher share and a writer share. 
under mechanical royalties, there's two different schemas for mechanical royalties. There's the blanket license, which is administered by the MLC. Uh, and we pay out mechanical royalties to uh, parties that include music publishers, administrators, self-administered songwriters. Um, if you are a songwriter with an administrator or a music publisher, then you'll get paid your mechanical royalties through uh, that entity. Um, but then there's also voluntary licenses, which are direct licenses between um, rights holders and uh, DSPs. Um, so voluntary licenses are paid directly from the DSPs to music publishers and uh, administrators and self-administered songwriters and so forth. Download income um, for uh, download mechanical royalties in the United States um, also often flow through uh, record labels. On the sound recording side, you have reproduction and distribution rights, which are the album or track wholesale uh, proceeds, um, and then the digital performance rights, uh, which flows through sound exchange. Um, so the income that you earn from your um, distributor, such as Symphonic Distribution, um, is the wholesale proceeds from the album or track uh, sales or, or streams, so your downloads and, and um, primarily your downloads and your, uh, and your streams. Um, that will flow through um, a record label, if you have a record label, and then to the artist, I'm sorry, or directly to you as a self-released artist. On the digital performance rights side, you have Sound Exchange, which pays out um, a label share, a featured artist share, and then a non-featured artist share. So that's the breakdown of, of, of digital uh, rights in the United States. Um, the Mechanical Licensing Collective, this is our overview of our process. First, we have this process of um, signing up songwriters, publishers, uh, composers, and so forth. Um, so this is called the Connect to Collect, which is to become a member of the MLC. That means to sign up. Um, then the player part, which is to register your works with us. Uh, the MLC, we can't match um, usage data and, and, and royalties to uh, musical works if we do not have the information about those musical works. Um, so the player part is a call to action for songwriters and publishers and uh, to make sure that not only are you joining the MLC, but then you go a step further and register your works to the MLC. You register in our portal, the MLC portal, and then that becomes available in our database. Digital services, uh, stream or sell downloads of recordings of your song and then remit to us the usage data and the money. Uh, and then we then match that information in our system, the sound recording information to the musical work information um, and then pay out to the same members, publishers, songwriters, administrators, and CMOs. Uh, the, the bottom section here shows, um, in some cases, we there's no match. It falls into um, a database called unmatched usage. And that information becomes available in our public uh, database. <clears throat> so you can search our public database for all the songs that are in our database. And then we'll also have available uh, our unmatched usage information also available in our public database. Um, so you can begin searching for your songs now. If you do not see your songs in our database, um, then it's important to register those works um, so that we have that information um, as we begin to uh, make payments. <clears throat> so the MLC, uh, what the MLC will and will not do. The MLC will establish and maintain a public database of musical works ownership information, which is already live on our website. Uh, we will administer a new blanket license covering mechanical rights available to eligible digital audio services operating in the United States. Uh, we will receive and match sound recording usage reporting data from digital audio services with the MLC's musical works ownership data, which comes to us from you. We will collect and distribute U.S. digital audio mechanical royalties to music publishers, administrators, foreign mechanical rights organizations, and self-administered songwriters, composers, and lyricists. We will not <clears throat> administer public performance uh, for musical works. Uh, we will not administer the digital performance rights for sound recordings. Uh, we will not administer mechanical rights to collect mechanical royalties for physical products. We will not administer any licenses or collect any royalties related to the use of musical works and audiovisual products or lyrics. And we will not administer licenses or collect royalties for the use of musical works outside the United States. The MLC will not replace your PRO. So if you're with like ASCAP or BMI or CSAC or GMR, um, you, you still you have that relationship for your performance rights and your performance royalties. Um, and if 
you uh, have joined Sound Exchange as a featured artist and or a record label, um, you still maintain that relationship for the digital performance royalties, which, which both fall outside of our scope. So some key questions that we get. Uh, what, should you, what should you do now? Uh, number one, you should become a member. So if you are a publisher, administrator, or a self-administered songwriter, uh, you become a member by clicking the Connect to Collect button on the homepage of our website, www.themlc.com. Uh, you should check your data. So you can do that by searching our public database, um, also by logging into um, our system to check your data, log in the portal. We do have a program called the Data Quality Initiative, which is, a, um, uh, which is primarily for large catalogs to check your data in bulk. And then lastly, you wanna confirm your payment information. Make sure we have the proper banking information, tax information, and so forth. So who needs to become a member? Well, all publishers and administrators and CMOs who have the right to collect digital audio mechanical royalties from licensees in the United States. And then only self-administered songwriters, composers, and lyricists who have, the, who have retained the right to collect digital audio mechanical royalties from licensees in the United States for at least one musical work. So if you have joined a, uh, if you've hired a, a publishing administrator or have signed up for a publishing administration um, um, service, um, then that publishing administrator will be the member of the MLC for the purposes of uh, representing your song um, that, they, that they administer. However, if you have songs outside of that relationship that you're still uh, administering, then you would join the MLC to represent those works that are not embodied in that deal. <clears throat> and lastly, the MLC will pay anyone entitled to collect mechanicals for any given musical work. Unlike the system for performance royalties, mechanical royalties are not separated into writer shares and publisher shares. So I know you're used to the idea that there's a 50-50, 50% publisher share, 50% writer share. Um, that's not how mechanical royalties are divvied up. It's simply a 100% pool and the payments are made out to uh, parties based on their collection share. Uh, so it's not based on um, writers all get 50% and publishers all get 50%. So how do you become a member? Uh, you can enroll online. A membership is free. Go to connect to collect. Uh, click the button. So it's, it's free to join the MLC. Um, also, DSP, uh, DSPs, digital service providers, like again, like Spotify, Apple, and um, Amazon, um, and Apple, and so forth. They pay 100% of the MLC's operating costs. So this allows MLC to distribute 100% of the royalties we receive without de deducting any administration fees. So whatever you earn in a given month, that's what you get paid out. Um, there's no um, uh, commission from the MLC. There's no administration fee um, paid out to uh, uh, deduct it. <clears throat> um, our data quality initiative is primarily for uh, publishers and, and songwriters with large catalogs um, where you can um, submit your catalog in bulk to check against our database. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to mlc.com forward slash resources and go to data quality initiative. Uh, the portal. So we built the portal from scratch in less than 12 months. We have a uh, first version rollout um, is, is, has already began. Uh, you can search and update existing works and you can, um, you can register new works in your catalog. So when you join MLC, you get access to the portal. And in the portal, you can um, check your works, you can um, update your works, uh, and you can also add new works. When do we begin paying out? A lot of people wanna know this. Well, our monthly statements um, are and payments. So we expect to send out our first royalty payment and uh, statements in mid to late April, which covers the January monthly period. Um, we have a 75 day cycle. So basically, um, we're going to pay out every month, um, but that payment is for a period that was 75 days before. So, for example, January uh, is one pay period, and the payment for January is mid-April. Um, February uh, is one period, and the payment for February is, is mid-May. And then March is one period, and the payment for uh, March is mid-June. So April, May, June is, is payment for January, February, March. Um, and it will continue that way forever. So the MLC payments will be on a monthly basis <clears throat> representing 
uh, payments that were uh, um, royalties that were earned um, ending the period 75 days prior. This schedule uh, is on our website. So you can go out to our website and look at the, um, the royalty payment schedule. And lastly, if you have additional questions, uh, we do have a support line that's open 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and then nine hours on Saturday. So you can call, email, or chat um, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday, and then 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, on Saturday. Uh, uh, MLC headquarters is based in Nashville, uh, so our time is uh, central time. And if you have any more questions about MLC, um, you can go to mlc.com, but also we're about to go into a Q&A. <laughs> so um, this is another opportunity to have conversation. Awesome, thank you for that. All right, so I guess we're done. Thank you guys for coming. <laughs> kind of covered all the bases there, man. Um, so I'm curious, I have some questions about the MLC and, and I, you did a great job explaining what it is, but I think for the audience, it's probably really important that we explain why it is and why it was put together in the first place. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the Music Modernization Act and the importance sure. that played in the establishment of the <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. So um, some of you may have heard of the MMA, uh, which is you know short for Music Modernization Act, which is also short for the Orange G. Hatch John Goodlett Music Modernization Act of 2018. That's a long title. Uh, this is a piece of legislation that took many, many years of negotiation, of, of, of amending uh, the bill um, between various stakeholders in the music industry, record labels, music publishers, um, digital music services, um, songwriter groups um, that were uh, basically getting together to update the ways that we license um, not only licensed songs in the United States, but also there's other pieces of the legislation. The legislation is a, is a three-part um, uh, legislation, Title I, Title II, and Title III. Um, Title I is the Musical Works Modernization Act, which is what uh, the MLC uh, administers. Uh, Title II is called the Classics Act, uh, which updated, um, uh, which actually basically created a, a federal copyright for pre-1972 sound recordings. Um, and the third, is called the AMP Act, which stands for the Allocation for Music Producers Act, um, which created a, um, uh, which codified a process for music producers to be paid out um, digital radio royalties um, for, their, uh, for their participation in, in that work in those sound recordings. Um, so there's three different parts, which deals with songs, it deals with sound, uh, sound recordings, deals with producers, deals with artists, deals with songwriters. So there's all these different parties um, that had to participate in putting this legislation together because it did cover pretty much you know, all of the recorded and music industry and the, uh, and the you know, publishing industry, as well as the DSPs. Um, so it was the most significant update to the copyright law uh, in many years. Um, it established a new license type in the United States, uh, which is the new blanket mechanical license, which enables uh, um, DSPs to have a streamlined and efficient way of licensing musical works and also created um, the need for a new organization, which is the MLC, Mechanical Licensing Collective, uh, which created a one-stop shop for songwriters to go and collect uh, uh, royalties associated with that license. <clears throat> um, there are still other organizations that handle mechanical licensing um, for the types of mechanical rights uh, or the types of uses that we don't handle. For example, um, we don't handle cover songs. Um, so you would still go and try to get your cover song licenses the same way you normally do that. Um, but this made a significant update to the copyright law um, and now created you know, new revenue streams uh, for artists and um, new processes for producers and a new license uh, for uh, DSPs and songwriters and publishers. Awesome. Um, can you talk about the nuance between what you all are doing? I know you're paying out on digital mechanicals here in the States, um, but say I'm a record label and I've historically utilized uh, Harry Fox um, for my LOIs and for all of my statutory licensing. Obviously, they could still cover internationally, I, I suppose, but how does that nuance work out um, for, from a pragmatic standpoint um, for the end user? <laughs> So the MLC, um, we have the exclusive um, right to, uh, or the, we're the exclusive organization to uh, administer the blanket license. Um, we do not deal with um, 
um, the type of direct licenses that um, Harry Fox or Music Reports uh, would deal with, which are uh, working directly with digital media companies, uh, DSPs, social media networks, um, to license music for the use on their services. Um, so those direct licenses um, are still handled with directly with publishers, um, directly with um, um, publishing groups, um, as well as directly with um, agencies like the Harry Fox Agency and Music Reports. <clears throat> yeah, so it would be, I guess it would be good to say if you, you should do everything you've already been doing to be squared up with regards to mechanicals. The MLC just makes it a little bit better, correct? <clears throat> well, we're just, we're a new, um, it's a new license, right? So a new license was introduced January 1st this year. Um, so everything that happened before January 1st um, is still happening with the exception that any of the types of usage that um, is being licensed by the new license will be administered by the MLC. So let's say if I'm a, if I'm a streaming service um, and I was previously using um, an agency to go out and um, secure all the uh, licenses from songwriters and publishers on my behalf, um, I can choose to continue to do that or I can choose to secure the blanket license and then just pay all the royalties at MLC. Um, or I can do both. I can still have a portion of the catalog that I'm using get licensed direct from publishers and direct through my agent. And then another portion of it licensed through the blanket license, in which case I'll be using both um, MLC and um, an agency like Harry Fox. Awesome. As a publisher or a songwriter or rights holder, um, you have to make sure that your musical works are covered for all types of licensing in the United States. Um, so that includes the MLC uh, for the blanket license, and that includes um, uh, agencies for direct licenses. Very good. So you had mentioned uh, your data initiative and, and what you guys are doing with that. Is it, I know that with the largest pub codes, you've, you've already established batch registrations. What if I'm a songwriter or a label and I have a ton of publishing I own? Do I have to go do that one by one or is there a way to do that in bulk? Yeah, so there's a way to do that in bulk. We've established um, a partnership with um, a number of, of catalog management, rights management uh, companies that allow self-administered songwriters to participate in the data quality initiative um, at a pretty low cost. Um, so there's five different companies right now that um, we're working with that work that will work with self-administered songwriters and publishers. Uh, so Blocker, Exactuals, Music Data Services, Tune Registry, and Vistex are all companies that will enable um, rights holders um, to participate in the data quality initiative. Again, the data quality initiative is simply a way to check um, your uh, data uh, with us in bulk, as opposed to doing it one by one inside the portal. And we have a link on our website, which I'm pasting in the chat, that um, gives you more information about that, as well as the links to the uh, different companies that are partners uh, with MLC to be able to um, enable people to participate. Awesome. Um, we have a question from the crowd here. Um, I, I apologize if I, if I mess this name up. Keisha Butler, or sorry, Bueller, um, asked, and I think this is this is a really pertinent question because I think that it kind of demonstrates how difficult it is to understand the master side versus pub side in the business at large. Um, so she asks, how did your company compare to Song Trust? I'll, I can actually answer that for you and give Day a breather for a second. Um, their company works with Song Trust. Um, they're not comparable at all in, in that Song Trust is a, is a music publishing administrator. Um, and they're actually they're who, who Symphonic works with for our music publishing administration offering. Um, but Song Trust is the conduit to the MLC. So there's no comparison there, they're, they're symbiotic. Is there anything else you would wanna talk about large administration companies with regards to your relations? Um, no, um, I think the better, um, uh, the way to frame that is the MLC are, is similar to um, ASCAP and BMI, whereas we are a uh, music rights organization and the royalties flow through us. Um, and then Song Trust is a member, right, of ASCAP, BMI or MLC. Um, so we're not comparable because we have different relationships, right? We're the, we're the actual organization and they're a member of the organization. Um, if you are a member of Song Trust, then they are the member on your behalf at the MLC. 
Um, I, I mentioned earlier in the presentation that if you have uh, songs that is not covered by your relationship with your administrator or your publisher, then you can join the MLC for representing those songs while the publisher or administrator that you work with represents the rest of your songs. It really depends on um, you know, your business, uh, but the MLC and the Song Trust are not a, uh, um, um, we're not in comparison because we're not, um, we're not doing the same thing. Um, they will be a member of the MLC and uh, a member of ASCAP, for example. And as a, as a self-administered songwriter, you will receive your publisher share income from Song, song Trust from ASCAP, and you'll receive your mechanical income from MLC through Song Trust as well. Uh, that's how that works as long as you are a uh, Song Trust uh, member. And she had a follow-up there um, asking, but Song Trust takes a percentage. Yeah, Song Trust and any other administration company, um, these are for-profit entities. Um, the MLC is a not-for-profit established by an act of Congress. And so that's the difference here. Um, the MLC is, is really a service organization. Um, that's how I view it, um, you know, solving a massive problem that we've had in the industry for years. Um, Song Trust and, and Cobalt and all the other uh, publishing administrators have to have margins to exist because they're not paid for by the DSPs. So yes, um, that would be why we would take a percentage uh, as would any other administration company. I hope that that helps explain it a, a little bit, Keisha. Um, additionally, she asks, um, and, and y'all feel free to kick questions in if there's anything that, uh, that this is kind of triggering for you guys, but also ask, you know, she belongs to ASCAP and SoundExchange. Uh, should she sign up with HFA along with MLC? I think that if you have downloads or physical product happening, you should technically be working either through HFA or directly with the publishers to pay those mechanical royalties. So yes, if you're not, you probably should look into that. But um, I think it's imperative that anybody on this call that doesn't have a publishing company representing them goes to the MLC and signs up. Um, this thing only becomes stronger when, when more and more and more creators are there, I think. Correct. Um, very good. We can keep going here a little bit. I had a question. Um, <clears throat> you know, the unmatched usage um, or is people like to say the trigger trigger plays black box money um, that's there. Um, you know, it was just announced that that there was a $424 million um, payout to the MLC for unmatched royalties. Um, can you walk us through as far as best practices, obviously signing up and registering your catalog, I, I guess is step number one, but to, to get to that money. <clears throat> yeah, there's a step two for sure. Um, well, there's three steps, and I kind of broke them down in my um, thing where I said the first one is connect to collect, which is to join, and then play your part, which is to register works. Um, but you also need to make sure you have your payment information. Um, you'd be surprised. I mean, well, not you, Randall, but, but you know this. But a lot of artists and songwriters don't get paid simply because they have not updated their payment information. <clears throat> um, if you change your bank account information and you haven't updated that with ASCAP, for example, and you were getting direct deposits, when they go to do a distribution, where is that money going to go? It's going to go to a bank account that doesn't exist and it's going to be returned. Um, so making sure that you're up to date on not only that you're a member, uh, but also that your contact and banking information is up to date always at all societies, not just MLC. Um, that is part of the reason why some royalties become unclaimed. Um, unmatched and unclaimed are two different things, right? Unmatched uh, uh, royalties is what we're dealing with right now, the $424 million unmatched uh, uh, royalties. What that means is um, we have data regarding $424 million worth of streams um, that goes back many years across many different DSPs. And it's not matched to copyright owners' uh, shares or collection shares for musical works. Um, so that means that some works are not registered at all or some works are, are partially registered and some people are missing from the work. Maybe 50% of the work is registered, uh, but we don't know the other 50% is unknown, for example. So that's the unmatched is that the work is missing. Unclaimed royalties, um, which is a different scenario, um, which we will end up having here at NLC because all organizations have this, is that the, the information that we do have uh, becomes old or out of date. Um, you change your address and you sign up to get paper checks in the mail or you, or you change your bank 
and you signed up to get direct deposit. Um, something like that, right? Those are the scenarios that other organizations right now where they li literally had had checks returned, you know, sender, you know, uh, unknown or something. Um, so keeping your information up to date and registering your works are the two administrative tasks that are required on a regular basis when you're self-administered songwriter. These tasks are done by your publisher or publishing administrator, um, but when you're self-administered, those become your responsibility. Which is, that's one of the things you give up that percentage for, Keisha, is not having to do those things. Um, <clears throat> that, that's in, incredibly informative. So with the collaborative nature of songwriting um, and the fact that there's often more than one writer on a song, um, is it imperative that all writers for a song register in order to collect on, on behalf of that song? Or if I, if I register and my co-writers have not registered, am I still going to be okay? That is correct. If you register and your co-writers do not register, they will not be okay. Um, you have to be the administrator of the collection share to register that share. So if I am with SongTrust, for example, and you are self-administered and SongTrust registers my portion of the song, they cannot register your portion of the song because they do not represent your portion of the song. Um, so the administrator of that portion of the song must register that portion of the song. So if you're self-administered, you, rep you represent your own portion. That could be 100% or it can be something less, but you can't sit back and expect somebody else to register the work on your behalf at the MLC because we don't, it, only the administrator of that portion can do that. That's, that's a different thing than like a PRO, like ASCAP VMI. For example, you're probably used to collaborating, signing a split sheet, and then one person or their publisher registers that work and it covers everybody because they're registering the IPI number um, and their information for all the writers, regardless. And that's because those services pay out 50% to the publisher and 50% to the songwriter. So they've already allocated separately um, how much of a song is paid to a publisher, how much is paid to a writer. Mechanical, we do not pay out by publisher share or writer share, it's simply 100%. So everyone must claim their share of the, of the, of the percentage directly um, or through an administrator or a publisher. But a publisher or administrator cannot register on behalf of a share that it does not represent. Awesome. Got some more questions from the crowd here. Um, this one comes from Jeff Perholtz. Um, good, good friend of Symphonic. Jeff, it's good to see you here, friend. Um, he states this, 99% of the song, he, he runs a label and um, it works largely in the educational space. This is 99% of the songs we record or release are quote unquote cover songs in music education. We currently have a label account with HFA and direct relationship to pay mechanical royalties for physical copies and downloads. This is a daunting task, um, you know, uh, almost as bad as taxes. Um, you mentioned MLC is not administering physical copies or CDs. Is there any assistance and or blanket license that the MLC will plan to offer to labels like his to uh, facilitate the payments of the DPDs? Sorry, it's a lot to unbox there. Will you be working directly with labels at any point or is the MLC, I think a more distilled version of this, or is the MLC purely DSP MLC songwriter. Sorry, no, I got the question. Uh, my my um, Zoom decided to refresh. Okay, um, so the, the MLC, um, we're not handling physical. We're not handling cover songs. Um, so that answer is no. Um, it's not a um, administrative um, choice. It's a law, uh, right? So the, uh, the MLC, we, we simply administer uh, Title I of, of the Music Modernization Act, which does not cover um, physical uh, goods or or um, or uh, like cover songs, um, so the MLC will not be um, creating a blanket license for physical um, or cover songs because we don't we didn't create the license in the first place. We administer the license that was created by the law, which is simply for uh, DSPs to uh, capture uh, reproduction distribution rights for interactive streaming. And you're, I, I'm assuming you have very little, organizationally, you have very little um, connection to the labels at all, other than the fact that they're the ones releasing the music. 
Right. We don't. So MLC, we work for publishers and songwriters. Labels um, are uh, labels that have a publishing division, of course, uh, can become a member of their, their publishing division, can become a member of MLC for the purpose of registering songs and collecting mechanical royalties. But re record labels, um, we're not the organization that represents record labels. That would be, um, you know, Sound Exchange, um, which has uh, the MDX. Which is a process, you know, which is, a, which is their platform for helping labels with mechanical licensing. Um, but we do not um, represent uh, uh, record label, record companies. We do not represent sound recording, so we don't represent record companies. Great. Um, one other question from the crowd, and this is just a reiteration um, from Michael Roth. The question is: So, does my co-writer need to be signed up as well as me in order to collect? I think you already answered this, basically. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, every individual that has a collection share for a musical work must be represented directly with MLC um, or through an administrator or a publisher. Um, so it's not like when you co-write a work and you have a friend who may not be, for example, with ASCAP, and then you're able to register the work um, and still collect your percentage and then that person um, is listed on the registration but without you know it's just a national society um, you have to actually register every individual must register um, themselves with the mlc in order to collect their sh share of the mechanical royalty um, or again their publisher or, or publishing administrator can can do that on their behalf but if randall and i we write a song together and i am with you know, Song Trust and you're self-administered, I don't have to join the MLC because Song Trust is a member of the MLC and Song Trust will collect mechanical royalties and, and pay me out on my regular, um, you know, statement with all the other royalties they're collecting for me, such as international mechanical royalties and public performance royalties and, and, and direct deals that Song Trust is doing. Um, but you must become a member for the same song because you don't have anyone collecting on your behalf from the MLC. You have to collect directly. Um, so, and Song Trust cannot collect on your behalf just because we both co-wrote the song because Song Trust does not have administration rights for your share. So the basic takeaway here is just go register. <laughs> yeah, and if you have a publishing administrator, double check um, that all of your works are included in that deal. Again, if, 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 if you're with a publishing administrator um, and you have some songs that are outside of that deal, um, then you would need to join the MLC for those songs that are outside the deal. Well, at least it's not a confusing business we're all in here. Um, <clears throat> the uh, it, Being good stewards of our own business is always a challenge. It's just going to get more complicated. Um, Aaron English had a great question here, and uh, this is with regards to the unclaimed monies. Uh, is there a point at which they age out um, if they are not claimed? Um, you know, what happens to that pool down the road um, once you believe you've matched everything that can be matched? I mean, I wish by default I just get it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they that's, not what <laughs> yeah, that's not what happens. Um, so the, the, the legislation, the MMA, um, has already set a minimum um, required period of time that the MLC must attempt to match that the unmatched works uh, with the new information. Um, I mean, with the copyright information, and that is three years. So we launched January 1st. Well, the, the license went into effect January 1st, 2021. The three-year period will be February 2024. So in that three-year period, um, there's a minimum required period to attempt to match the unmatched usage data with the um, copyright information, ownership information. Now, we intend to match as much of that as possible. We don't have to stop at that minimum of three years. Uh, we can go beyond that three years. Um, our intention is to match as much of that pool as possible to disperse those royalties out to the rightful owners. Um, but you know that can be sped up by people joining the organization and registering works because otherwise we're doing blind research um, to try to identify um, rights holders and works and, and get them to join. Um, so uh, we're, we're gonna, we've already began the process of matching even before um, January 1st, we began matching last year, um, and we're going to continue to do that every single day um, for the foreseeable future. Um, and our goal is to uh, distribute accurately 
as much of the uh, unmatched pool as possible. Great. And, but just to confirm at the end of that, you know, I know some of these, you know, so-called black box funds have been disseminated based on my market share. Market yes. Share. Uh, yeah. So what happens at the end of what, when we, when it is determined that the MLC has exhausted its efforts, um, it's good faith efforts to match the unmatched um, with the writer and publisher community. Um, and that decision will not be made in isolation. Uh, we have an entire committee um, that deal with our unclaimed royalties. Um, and that is a committee made up of writers and publishers, um, self-administered songwriters and, and publishers. We have a board uh, of directors that's made up of publishers, both independent and major, um, so, and writers. So we have various types of stakeholders who have input on uh, when this, when we determine that we've exhausted our efforts, right? Which will be, you know, no less than three years. Um, but when that happens, um, the statute requires the MLC to distribute the remaining royalties by market share. Um, so that, you know, the, that calculation would be determined later on, uh, but it would be by market share. So the goal for as a songwriter is to register your stuff as soon as possible. Um, and not only because of potentially unmatched royalties in that pool, but for your current usage, because beginning January 1st, if you've had any streams on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, um, you know, YouTube music, in fact, any streams on those services, the royalties for those streams will be paid out in April um, from us. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, it's important that you become a member or that you are signed up with an administrator or a publisher who's a member. Great. Yeah, Keisha had a follow-up question that you just kind of answered, but I just want to reiterate. Um, here's a scenario. Uh, released an EP in 2018. Um, wants to make sure they didn't miss the boat. Um, Keisha, I, from what I'm gathering here, and I think you just picked it up based on your last comment, everything from 2018 until December 31st would be, you know, not part of the MLC directive here. From, from January 1st on, the MLC would be collecting four items, even if they were released five years ago, three years ago, what, whatnot, correct? Yes. Um, the pool, the $424 million pool um, is broken down on our website. Actually, you can go to our website and click on how it works and then click on historical uh, royalties and you'll see a breakdown of every DSP that has transferred um, the, uh, royalties over to the MLC. You'll see how much royalties they can get. So the actual dollar amount for each DSP. And if you click on the DSP, you can go even further and see how much um, for each month going all the way back to the first, to, to, to when they uh, first accounted to uh, this pool. Um, so you can see how far back each one goes. Um, I mean, believe the furthest back is 2007 and that's Slacker Radio. Um, so it goes back pretty far. Wow, I remember Slacker Radio, great <laughs> The, uh, just aged myself here. Um, Jeff Perholtz has another question. And I, this goes back to that, you know, the nuance between HFA, MLC. Um, but as he says, as a musician, I've already uploaded a few new songs to MLC and love the user-friendly portal. Um, he asks, he says, he thinks it's important to let others know how the MLC specifically works with HFA. It was his understanding that if a songwriter adds their catalog to the MLC, MLC will also add it to HFA. Writers do not need to upload to both, correct? Hmm. I don't know the answer to it. Okay, so HFA is a, um, stands for Harry Fox Agency, which is a um, um, music, um, well, they do a lot of different uh, uh, services for different types of parties, um, but we've hired them um, to help with standing up the organization um, last year. Um, and uh, when you register work inside the MLC, um, everyone has access to that data via our public database or via our bulk uh, data feed. Um, HFA will also get access to that data. Um, if you register through um, HFA, we will also get access to that data. So if you register through either side, eventually the other side will get access to that data. Do you recommend best practices to register on both sides or, or just pick one and, and let it populate the other? Um, 
it depends on how you're registering, right? If you're registering via CWR or if you're registering direct. Um, as regards to MLC, you know, our recommendation is always to register directly with MLC. Um, if you want, you know, when you're doing support on a work, um, we can do that pretty easily um, in our portal. Um, if you register with uh, a work through HFA, uh, it will get to us eventually as well. Um, but if you want to um, do so quickly, you can do that with um, in our portal. Uh, you can also contact our support and get uh, a little bit more clarity on maybe maybe speed or uh, support around the works that are registered in either in either side. Um, I did reply to uh, Michael. You asked just to, just to clarify if my co-writer doesn't sign up with MLC, can I select? Can I still collect my share? Uh, yes, you can collect your share, but the remaining royalties will not be paid out. They'll fall into the unclaimed um, royalties or the unmatched uh, royalties. Um, let's see, did I miss anything else here? It says uh, from Jeff, you asked, uh, we added songs to MLC and they showed up within weeks on HFA, worked well. Yeah, well, thank you for, um, there you go. So I don't know what just happened. My MacBook just freaked out. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Um, I, what did I miss today? Uh, well, Jeff actually helped uh, to, to clarify for everyone that he registered his works inside the MLC portal, and then it showed up within weeks on HFA. As I said, um, the, the data will show up on either side. It's just about the, the, the delay, right? Between if you register with, with your work inside MLC portal, it's going to show up faster in MLC portal than it would if you registered inside HFA because it has to be you know, there's a delay. That's all. Fantastic. Well, guys, I think we're getting close to being out of time here. I don't know if there's anybody with any burning last minute questions, but um, if not, you can feel free to send questions into the chat and we will address those directly um, here via email if we can be of assistance. But please, everybody, join me in, in thanking Dave for joining us today and educating us on the MLC. I'm truly such a fan of you historically and your involvement there and what, what you are all doing um, at the MLC, I think, is, is really revolutionary and, and is such a great, great service for songwriters and music creators. And uh, I remember the, 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 the um, AIMP uh, awards the year that the uh, Music Modernization Act was passed and, and just how impactful that is on the creator community, especially here in Nashville, because you know, we talk a lot more to songwriters. I think there's just per capita more of them here, but it really is great work you guys are doing. And so thank you for your continued efforts there. And thank you for sharing so much with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, thank you. Thanks everybody.